Hi, guys. How you doing? Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Erin Bush this week. Um, Laura and I mentioned last week that she had to work, um, and so she was unable to record with us on this very, 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 very important episode. Um, we are super excited about the guests that we have on this week, and Erin uh, Bush knows her quite well, so she has lovingly, as always, jumped in to save our bacon, because that's what you do for so many of us. <laughs> um so yeah we uh yeah laura laura has a job where she um works weekends and so um she was not able to make this recording but uh laura we love you and we miss you and we will see you back next week and um in the meantime we have such a fabulous show to bring you guys this week but before we get into that we do have some evps uh to go over as you guys know it's endless vocal prattling where we tell you our updates and our announcements really aaron um i just have the one and essentially it's a big one it's a big one yes so you guys all know um entity voices paranormal evidence it is tony and Cherie rathman chris allgood and audra keeler and ron yacovetti and lourdes gonzalez now you know um because i will take every opportunity to brag about how uh tony and Cherie and chris and audra are the ones that plucked me from paranormal obscurity and chose me to train as a paranormal investigator i'm very very proud of that and they are doing some amazing shit now we've yeah. also talked a lot on this show about staticom which is the new methodology that they have come up with to um use in paranormal investigations and mm-hmm. essentially uh i could tell you all about it um but what i would really rather do is encourage all of you to go and check out their three-part docu-series on paraflix and um it is i can't wait i haven't seen it yet um oh, it was so good. I watched have it last you, night. It was so good. Is yeah. it all three parts out now? No. I no. Just the first one from what I could see. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm super excited. I haven't seen it yet. It's definitely on my to-do list for this week. But mm-hmm. you guys, we are so damn proud of these folks. And um, if you haven't had the opportunity, and Erin, I don't know if you have yet to actually see Staticom in like Not live in person. In person. It no, I spent five hours amazing. talking to Ron Yacovetti over a trash can in Las Vegas Casino about it. But that I was almost two five. years ago. They've I been know. working on this for a very long time. Yeah, they've been working they on it for a very long time. So rather than me just try to like you know butcher it, uh, let's check this out. This is the trailer for knowingly talking to the unknown. about this on TV or anything, so 
It's so cool. And um, so it did say that it was streaming uh, summer 2023. We are in summer 2023. It actually came out uh, this past Saturday, the 19th on Paraflix. So you can actually find, um, you can go to paraflix.vhx.tv and it's a streaming service. You can find it on Roku, Apple TV, Fire TV, and so many more. Um, because it's a streaming service, you can, they have options of paying $3.99 a month or $39.99 a year for a year's subscription uh, after a three-day trial. And if you enter promo code STATICOM25, you will get 25% off of the one-year membership. Now, this is not a paid promotion, guys. Uh, we just love our friends and we are so, so proud of their groundbreaking work and so um i we knew this documentary was coming um they've been working on it for such a long time so the minute it dropped i was like chris i need that trailer we got to promote it on the show so um <laughs> yeah it just really um really amazing and i think um laura and i had the opportunity and i know i've mentioned this on other episodes but laura and i had the opportunity to um do a Staticom session last year um, at last year's Gettysburg Battlefield Bash. And right. it is essentially kind of like the Spirit Box, except that it's just white noise. So Spirit Boxes right. scan radio frequencies at like an eighth of a second or whatever. And then it's, you know, whatever is pulled out, you know, that you can hear through that is, is supposed to be the spirits manipulating those frequencies. What they use, right. and this is a white noise generator, and you actually... So any words and voices that you hear coming through it are actual the actual voices of the spirits communicating with you in real time. Um, right. So 
we had been um, for like three hours we were playing with this thing. It was so cool. But it was me and, and Laura and Chris and Audra and Ron and Lourdes and um, Anthony and Giuseppe from um, their team. It, it, a bunch of people were in there at like midnight to 3 a.m. We were playing with this thing. And uh, Ron asked the spirits that were around with us if they could describe Chris. And mm-hmm. immediately Lourdes and I heard justice league and we were like oh my god and it was that was so important because chris was wearing a superman t-shirt so it was oh. just yeah it was just so wild laura, even laura's the skeptic on our show right even laura was like uh holy shit like i mean it was something that really um really moved her and um so she's kind of like the gauge that i always use like i think all of this stuff is cool like any tiny little evp or shadow or spirit photography i am all here for it a thousand percent but i use laura kind of as a gauge because if it's something that blows her socks off then yeah. i think yeah there's something to it yeah there's definitely sure. something to it so yeah. um yeah that was uh pretty much our only evp for the week guys um and so to that end uh i do have another video that i want to play for you guys as we get into the meat and potatoes of this week's very special episode here we go a reportedly haunted Rhode Island home is back on the market in Burraville, the farmhouse on Round Top Road, inspiring the horror movie series The Conjuring. It previously sold to new owners in 2019, and they have been operating tours and renting the home overnight to ghost hunters. The owners before that had said after the first movie came out, they had been plagued by curious trespassers. So now realtors from Mott and Chase Sotheby's tell us that the asking price is $1.2 million, and they recommend to continue to operate that home as a museum. And we have the owner. Now, listen, guys, that that clip was a news article from two years ago. So don't get excited. It's not back on the market. (laughs) It's not back on the market. Not at all. No, 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 no. Um, But we do have um, the woman that bought it she is going to be joining us here in just a second and um Aaron you have become uh very very close with her very good friends with her um so it was just perfect that you are going to be hosting this episode with us this week um yes and I do want to say that like the news that the Heinzens were selling the the house because they were the ones who had lived there lived on the property for what four years was it I believe something like that yeah they owned it for until may of last year so yeah okay. four years okay um, and they yeah. never ended up fully moving into the house oh okay okay well the news of them putting it on the market yeah. yeah listing it literally reverberated around the world so when i was looking for yeah. cool clips uh news clips like re- news outlets in England and Australia and even in Japan, they were reporting on the fact that this particular house was for sale. Now, guys, right. we all know uh, the reason that the whole world would like came alive with the news that this house was for sale because of the Conjuring movies. Um, okay. 
We've had Andrea on the show, and um, we have talked extensively about the books that she wrote about her and her family's experience living in that home for 10 years in the 1970s. And, um, you know, Hollywood came and knocking, and they were like, hey, your story is really creepy, and we want to make a movie about it. Um, so that movie then launched an entire horror franchise, um, right. which I think I read... Um, about not too long ago that the Conjuring film franchise which includes Annabelle and The Nun and like all of these crazy um, these crazy tales which are loosely based on Ed and Lorraine Warren's um, cases so to speak um, the Conjuring film franchise is the highest grossing horror film franchise um, ever and just underneath Marvel film franchise as far as revenue yeah as far as box office i was like damn okay um yeah yeah so it when this it was announced that this house was for sale like i think laura and i had a conversation she was like so the conjuring house is for sale for 1.2 million we have that in our patreon right i'm like oh totally (laughs) absolutely i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna call the i'm gonna call you no problem (laughs) yeah i'm calling the realtor now we're gonna have a new podcast studio not a problem it'll be done by the end of the week um but a lot of people kind of had that that conversation was being had like oh my god i wish i wish i wish um but i do know that um it it was going to require a very special person to come in to buy that house because yeah. it's such an old property and um for those of you that have not been there um yet or read andrea's books i'm going to tell you something this is taken straight from the website which by the way guys sorry about i forgot to do my sources i was just so excited i just jumped right in so here are my sources for this week's episode (laughs) theconjuringhouse.com wpri.com jacqueline nunez Aaron Bush, paraflix.vhx.tv and entity voices paranormal evidence uh for the fun docuseries trailer. So um, this is taken straight from the website of The Conjuring House. And um, you guys will know that I didn't write this because I'm not this eloquent. And you know that's true. Uh, <laughs> so essentially, The Conjuring House land precedes its colonial records by thousands of years while it was occupied by the Nipmuc. Aaron, did I say that right? Okay. <laughs> I asked her before we started recording. Um and other local tribes prior to Roger Williams purchasing the land as part of the establishment of the colony of Rhode Island and Providence plantations. Now, having been expelled from the Massachusetts Bay Colony for espousing freedom of religious worship and separation of church and state, Roger Williams established Providence plantations in 1636 in Narragansett. Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, in Narragansett, Rhode Island. Now, in 1639, Gloucester, now Burrowville, Rhode Island, became part of the Providence plantations, including this estate deeded to the Richardson family. The land was deeded in 1680 and surveyed by John Smith, one of the original Virginia colonists. Now, Roger Williams believed that the best way to preserve the land was to deed large parcels to those who chose to follow him and his teachings. He did so to protect it from a rather overt encroachment from Connecticut and Massachusetts. Um, The original state deeded to the Richardsons was more than a thousand acres, and it was subsequently sold off in parcels to families in the area who are still there hundreds of years later which i did not know that that is so cool 
That is so cool. So because women had no rights to the property at this time in history, their estate transferred through marriage from the first colonists, the Richardson family, to the Arnold family. And from the Arnold family, it transferred to the Butterworths and then to the Kenyans before being purchased by the Perrin family in the 1970s. Now, in 1980, the Schwartz family purchased the property and sold it to Norma Sutcliffe in 1987. Corey and Jen Heinzen, who were the most recent owners that put it up for sale and sent jockwaves around the world, they purchased the property in 2019 from Norma Sutcliffe, and they launched the business to allow investigations and day tours, which was genius. Genius. Um, In May of 2022, our guest Jacqueline Nunez purchased the property and is continuing to grow the business. The house as it now stands was completed in 1736, 40 years before the signing of the Declaration of Independence. What? (laughs) And yet we're still so young. This country is still so like a baby country compared to like England and France, you know? Right. So this magnificent homestead has survived countless storms, King Philip's War, the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, and the unbridled growth of the Industrial Age in America. This house is a testament to the need to preserve history, something that I'm going to talk with Jacqueline and ask her tons of questions about um, as soon as we get as soon as we bring her on. But eight generations of one extended family had lived and died in it, and apparently some of them never left or visit it with some frequency. History has a story to tell. Now, we will never know all of it, some of which has been lost to the annals of time, but one thing is certain. There are a few places like it which remain intact. I think you and I could both agree on that. And it does deserve reverence for the national treasure that it is. So ladies and gentlemen, everybody, please give a warm HOH H-O-A, what is my podcast called? (laughs) H-O-A-H, welcome to the owner of The Conjuring House. She has celebrated uh, just not too long ago, a year of owning it, ladies and gentlemen, Jacqueline Nunez. Hi. Hi. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, God, thank you so much for being on the show. I am so, so, so excited. Thank you. That was great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Hi, Jacqueline. So now, Erin, you also, um, you were up and for what, three weeks at the oh, at the yeah. farmhouse helping mm-hmm. with um, like to be a caretaker for the gamping, ghost camping mm-hmm. guys, G-H-A-M-P-I-N-G, um, events that were being held there. And then also this is the 10 year anniversary of the Conjuring movie, right, guys? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So you had was there was a, a movie screening at the on the property at the time as well. Do I remember that correctly? Yeah. From the actual release date was July nineteenth. So Andrea came up and joined us, and we showed the movie outside on a big screen. Oh God, that would be date and the next night. It was a lot of fun. That's that's some ambiance right there <laughs> for that yeah. movie. Wow, that would have been so cool. Yeah. So popcorn, popcorn machine included. Listen, (laughs) listen, it sounds perfect. It sounds perfect. And quite honestly, it's really the only kind of camping I would do. 
because I did talk to Erin a couple of times while she was up there and she was yeah. like look at this big ass tent we're in and I was like holy crap like it's what 10, 10 person tents but like four they're people to a tent yeah they're good size tents yeah. <laughs> plenty of room for the yeah. and the equipment that they're coming with Yes. Well, and that's so important. That's so important. Every time uh, Laura and I do an investigation, it's the back of my SUV is packed with equipment. And like, so I get it. I absolutely get it. There's a lot that we, we tote around as investigators. So, um, Jacqueline, let's get right into it. Please tell us how and why you came to purchase the farmhouse. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is the, I, I get get asked that all the time. So it really kind of goes back kind of a long way. I feel like in many ways, I have been preparing to own the Conjuring House for years, because I've been doing a deep dive into, you know, consciousness, surviving death and spirituality. I'm a, I'm a member of a spiritualist church. So this has been embedded me. I've been to a lot of mediums and I've past life regressions. That's awesome. I've done it all for the last 20 years or so. Oh, I love so, it. And I feel like I've learned a lot and my beliefs have really been formed and shaped. So when the opportunity came up to to buy the Conjuring House, right? And it was just this immediate thing. I knew immediately when I saw the advertisement that it was for sale. I just knew immediately that, like instinctively that I this was going to be for me. And so I went and I looked at it and once I stepped foot, I'm like, I absolutely have to own this place because it represents, like I said, all the things I've spent the last 20 years learning about and studying and personally experiencing. We get an opportunity to talk to people that, that are now in spirit, right? I say all the time, we are conscious beings having a human experience. Yes. We get to engage with this, these conscious remaining conscious beings that are no longer in human form but are intelligent and remain there and it's just it, it's magical what we're able to do with the communications we're able to have with with some of the spirits so yeah um so that's why right it wasn't i'm i'm not a paranormal investigator i wasn't i mean i've certainly now i'm into it i love it i think right. <laughs> but that was not where i came from okay it was from a spiritual, energetic, consciousness, surviving death angle. So yeah. that's that's where I've come at it from. That's wonderful. Yeah. So now yeah. question, was there like was there like a bidding war for it? Was there like people that yeah. you almost thought you might lose the offer yeah. to? Yeah. Absolutely. So I mean We were one of them, weren't we? I know. We were one of them. <laughs> there were multiple offers. <laughs> I bet. And, and I wasn't even the highest offer, honestly. And, really? You know, and I paid over asking for it. Um, yeah, I wasn't the highest. But I did have an opportunity to meet Corey. I booked a tour, and I attended a tour the Monday I was supposed to look at the property. After the tour, I go up to him, and I say, by the way, I'm the buyer that has the appointment to see the house. So we just... I bonded with Corey right away. We just mm-hmm. like totally hit it off. That's so cool. I, and as I explained my intentions, I it was very important to them that they find someone that was going to continue to take care of the property and to yep. continue to run the business that they had started. So yeah. that was very, very, that was number one for them. And so they felt like 
I was that person to do that. I know that they had conversations with spirits and they like asked the spirits and I think at one point the spirit said we like her so that was a good endorsement absolutely um, right like the best <laughs> better than that endorsement I mean pretty much yeah like <laughs> yeah, that was kind of fun so um yeah so I you know I thank them all the time and they're very very involved you know they're both still on staff Madison Heinzen has been on staff she just finished her last week she's getting married in September so she's going on staff now but they remain very involved but that was it. it was very important to them I mean they they turned down an offer that was a lot higher than mine and and to their credit right like yeah mm-hmm. it wasn't all about money for them. the money right to make sure they felt like it was landing in the right hands yeah that's wonderful that's wonderful yeah. so now you um, have kind of built on what they started as far as um, tours and things like that. So what changes or additions have you put in place regarding the tours, the paranormal investigations, and just visits to the farmhouse? What have you yeah. implemented since you took over ownership? Yes. So my, my overriding thought, right, is to provide people as many different experiences as possible to experience the house and to do that across a lot of different price points so that you know people can come on a tour for $25 they can do rent the house for a thousand or twelve or whatever it might be so so there's a range so sure that is what that's what drives me that I want people to come and have the opportunity to experience authentic paranormal activity I mean and Aaron, I was like, we don't fake anything that goes on there, right? Like, there's no faking of evidence. We don't allow people to fake evidence. Like, it, it, the house, the energy there speaks for itself. Yeah, so for sure. To answer your question, so we have, we certainly have day tours. We have hosted investigations that we do during the week. We have hosted investigations overnight. We've had medium gallery events. Cool. Every couple of months, we've launched the what I call the Gamping, the Ghost Camping this summer yeah, to give people that. an opportunity to explore the land because we believe it is the land that is active. Yes, right? for and sure. That's why the house is so active because of the yeah. land. So we launched yeah. that. So again, it's just different offerings for people to experience the Conjuring House in different ways. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I love it, um, Aaron. What is your favorite um, different offerings that they have? What is your favorite? Like, what do you think is, I mean, the, I the camping, I don't know, camping. man. Is it the camping? The camping. Yeah. I, and I think, you know, I love the house. I mean, I love being in the house, but the camping is such a rare opportunity to get to spend time on the land itself. And when you're in the middle of that field in the middle of the night and there's, you know, not that many cars, there's no lights the skies are incredible Um, you know the things you can pick up just to be out in nature but also to know you're surrounded by energies that have been there a really long time Mm -hmm. so it's just such a unique experience that you don't really get anywhere else and you don't i mean it's still eight and a half acres it's huge and so you know there's all these i mean there's just you could have a full house which we had up there and never see anybody else (laughs) really yeah you know as far as you know if people are investigating they could have entire nights they don't see each other unless they wanted to sometimes people would you know team up together tent to tent or whatever but i think it's just such a unique experience to explore a part of the property that most people don't get to spend a lot of time on you know when you do the tours you get to walk it 
and check it out and see the bridge and the, and the river and everything that you don't get to spend that much time like you do when you're camping because you have the whole night. Yeah. And you get a historical tour on the front end so you know where, you know, different things happened. But it just brings a whole different level of experience that I think is unique to yeah. any location, really. I don't know any other well-known locations that are offering something like that. No. Mm-mm. Where the tents are already provided, the cots are provided, the lights are provided, water's provided. You just bring your food, whatever else you need for the your night. Your gear. That's it. Yeah. You just get to go. Yeah. So that's well, my, that was my favorite. Yes. I love sleeping out there. I was out there six nights and I loved it. Yeah. 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 You, and you were a rock star, Erin. Thank you. This girl, I'll tell you what, man. You know? I swear to God. It's such a unique opportunity. I'm sorry, say that again. We love you. You are one of the hardest workers. Even like one of the caretakers, Reed, I arrived one morning and he looked at me and he was like, Aaron, she works so hard. I'm like, I know. It's that's we really appreciate it. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you can take an afternoon off. Like, go But I think it's one of those things where you, you know, for me, it was it's such an amazing, incredible opportunity that I was given. And it's like, if you, you know, somebody does something nice like that for you, then I'm going to work my ass off. Yeah. Do whatever I need to do to help because that, you know, I, you know, could I sit in the house and do nothing for a couple of hours? Sure, but where's the fun in that? It's more fun to be involved and step in, and you know, because there's a lot to do there. It's an old mm-hmm. house. There's a lot to yeah. take yeah. care of, and there's a lot for going sure. on. And so, yeah. Yeah. the more you, I could just dive in, the better, you know. So it was just, and I'm so grateful for that opportunity. I mean, it was definitely. Andrea said she's like, when you leave that place, you will not be the same, and she's right. But in all the <laughs> all the best ways. In all the best all ways, best. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so now, Jacqueline, let's talk about the spirits that live there for a bit. Um, there's a very common and continuously um, perpetuated narrative about the farmhouse yeah. that a demon resides there. Yeah. Um, is that true? Yeah. And if not, are there spirits in the house um, or on the grounds that could be categorized as mischievous, malevolent, or just overall bad vibes? Um, so we don't believe that there is a demon okay. <laughs> that, is on, that is associated with the property. There are no demons at the Conjuring House. But is there energy that um, that can present and that can be some maybe sometimes grumpy and grouchy? And yeah. Yes. Can there be, we definitely have trickster energy. Oh, okay. Right, um, especially in one level of the house down in the basement. They love to just like freak people out, like on a spirit box. <laughs> God. Ask them on a spirit box, who are you? And they'll come back and they'll say, Satan, you know? And mm. like, you know, like, no, you're not. You're not Satan, right? Like, you're just messing with people. You're just trying to scare people. So there, we yeah, definitely have right. that energy. Okay. Um, but yeah. but there, there is, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be dishonest. There is a particular energy there that is probably, uh, could be categorized as most malevolent, right? Okay. Um, but we just try not to give that entity, you know, what you feed will grow. Sure. And so sure. we just don't give it attention and don't give it energy. And if it starts to come around, we do whatever we can to keep it shut out. But there is 
there is something there. Yes. That's, okay. That's true. But we don't, it's not a demon. It's not a demon. Yeah. 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 No. There is, um, there's a lot of um, online resources that Laura and I use when we're doing the research on the history of a location. And yeah. um, Laura, actually, um, when I started the podcast, my co-host was my friend Archie. And um, he decided that he needed to take a step back because the podcast takes a lot of work to, to do. And Archie had some stuff going on. So Laura stepped in and took over for him. But when Archie and I were doing the research, when we covered the farmhouse, um, we came across so many YouTube channels and so many like news stories about how there's a demon at the conjuring house. And, and, and it was like, people would like want to go there for that reason, which I was like, well, okay, number one, why, why are we going places where we think demons are at? Those are, should be things that we stay away, far away from, but you know, uh, maybe that's just us. Yeah. Some people are really attracted to that. They want that, you know, that's, that's what they want, you know, and I don't, I don't Mm. know why, but certainly, we certainly get that. I mean, we're trying now to, as best we can, to control the content that gets created out of the house. We have anyone that's going to produce a video for social media. They have to sign a social media agreement with us. Now they have to send the video to us first for us to review it. Cool. You know, and hopefully for, you know, once in a while we get someone that doesn't do that. And so we have to like start going back and forth on emails with what, you know, why did they do that? So, uh, but yeah, no, we're desperately trying to change that narrative. Um, That's great. That narrative, right? Like the, the truth, the truth is enough. You it know, really yeah, is. Yeah, the truth is enough, and it um, really is. You know, like Bathsheba, and yeah, you know, not and as far as we know, no one has hung themselves. <laughs> you yeah. know, we don't right. know of any hangings that have occurred at the farm. So, you know, it's. But that's what some people are looking for, right? Yeah, so. right. Until they find it, until they find it. And then it's like, oh no, <laughs> I have an attachment. My life is upended. Yeah, like yeah. And one thing about the the conjuring house is that really, the end, your intent and your energy, something about this place, that energy will be amplified back at yeah. you. It's amplified. Yes. So if you're going in there looking for demons and malevolent, then you very well might get it right because you're going yeah. to attract and energy sources that match that frequency of yours right Right. yeah you might get it you might you know you you might not or you might get an angry spirit that Mm -hmm. you know or like tells you yells at you to get out or something like that but yeah um, yeah but we do believe that about the energy of the house it whatever you bring gets amplified almost like a mirror in some ways it gets amplified right back to you and the spirits are more inclined to give you more Right. The more yeah. respectful you are. And, yes. And the reverence that you give them and you just acknowledge they're just, you know, discarnated souls. Right. They're 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 still souls that aren't human anymore and they're still hanging around. They're, they're, they still have a lot of their same sensibilities and stuff that they had when they were in human forms. So. Yeah. 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 OK. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um, so now. Speaking to that, what are the dangers um, in having such a large amount of a large amount of people believe 
that a demon is in the farmhouse. Like, because I think I remember, um, I don't know if it was on the Conjuring site or if you shared it, Aaron, but there was a news clip not that long ago where there were folks who were... Um, who had gotten into a car accident on their way up to the farmhouse, like in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the dangers in having, you know, a seemingly large group of people believe that there is a demon in the farmhouse or do they try to like, um, as far as like dangers to them, to you guys, to the house itself. I mean, that's a very old house. Yeah. So, Like that. I mean, I do think that Conjuring House gets blunt. Okay, so first of all, these people at three in the morning, they didn't have a booking, right? So they were coming to trespass. Not sure. No, right. I don't know really what the house had to do with it, right? They they didn't have a car accident in front of the Conjuring House. So, like, they weren't, I don't even know what that was. But so we do. We do get blamed a lot for things. Do you that okay. have nothing to do with us? Uh, but to answer your to answer your question, I mean, it's definitely something that we that we talk about as a staff. We are trying to we're trying to attract more people that are like minded now, like like we are in terms of yeah. having. It's thrilling to have a conversation with one of the spirits of the house, right? They they yeah. don't need to scare you and call themselves Beelzebub, like to. Right. Right. Be intrigued, right? Like it's so much more fulfilling when you have these intelligent conversations and learn things from them, right? And so we I believe that we are attracting more people to come that are of that mindset, right? Yeah. Uh, what we do know, yeah, that we've been told through Cody Cody and Satori and I, we've done a lot of sessions so there's a lot there's a lot that we've learned and one thing that we've learned is that the spirits prepare for all of the guests that come in that's really cool and but they won't tell us how they do it and they (laughs) won't tell us why they do it all we know is that they prepare for all of the guests that come in and maybe you know and this is just speculation perhaps part of it is if they're if they know that there's more of like a darker energy that might be visiting that they are gearing up to protect yeah. against it or to inoculate against it you know i don't know that's just pure speculation yeah um, but we haven't seen with all the guests that we've had and even the guests that you know come to to demon hunt if you will right <laughs> we haven't seen an uptick in any malevolent happenings or oh, good. anything threatening. We haven't experienced that at all. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, that I actually do know about as far as like they are prepared or they're very in tune to the, like you said, the energy that's coming onto the, yeah. onto the property. Um, so, and we have talked yeah. about it, Aaron, on the show here. Um, and when, when I was on Andrea's show with you, we talked about it. So on Halloween last year, you guys had a series of folks coming in. I believe the Conjuring movie was being played and Mm -hmm. there was an investigation going on um, at the house where it was being live streamed on Facebook. And I was working, I'm an artist, so I was working on a commission art painting um, and I turned on the live stream to just, you know, have something to watch and listen to as I was working on the painting. And, um, within 30 seconds of just turning the live stream on. I had a man yelling in my head, 
So I do have medium ship abilities. Yeah. I had a man yelling in my head, stop them. They're not treating this like a home. Just yelling at me. And it was about, what, Aaron, 1130 at night? Like, you and Andrea had left. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to, you yeah, need to stop late. them. Get them to stop them. Get them to stop them. And I was like, what in the hell? So I called Andrea. She had just gotten into bed. They had just gotten back to the hotel after leaving the property. And she was like, I think I know what you're talking about, Carrie. She was like, I'm getting ready to go to bed. She's like, but call Aaron because she might be with Julie. And so I was like, okay. And I'm just freaking out because I never had had anything like that happen before. And I've never been to the property ever. I've never been to the property. And I'm in North Carolina. How do they know? This is fascinating. Anyway. Right. So... I called Erin and um, she, you were downstairs and then you called me back and I was like, Erin, I was crying. I was like, I apparently, Erin said that I ended up be channeling whoever this was. This yeah. person was very, very mad that there was somebody at the property that was treating it like a science experiment is what he kept mm-hmm. saying. This is a house. This is a home. They're, it's not a science experiment. Stop them. Stop them. Stop them. And Erin, the minute I told her that, she was like, I think I know who it is. And then I guess, I don't know, you said I was channeling this person who we ended up realizing is Noah Arnold. Yeah. 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 So it is um, how he knew. I. I, But that's just one example of how you're right. They clearly are prepared for that. And for whatever reason, through technology, I hopped. I mean, and the investigation had been going on for at least 30 minutes before I was like, oh, it's live. Yay. And hopped on just to watch it. And it was like a roar into my head of, yeah, get them to stop it, stop it, stop it. And then it just, so that was my first introduction to any of the spirits at the house. That's quite the introduction. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. Un- unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, much better than that, actually. I mean, yeah. And over, so it's been almost a year now, Aaron since that happened and you and i have had a number of times where he has you know come in to talk to us um in fact was it like three months ago maybe oh hi bernie there was um i was falling asleep and i heard a phone ringing in my head it wasn't my phone ringing it was like a phone ringing or an alarm something and i was like that's weird and i texted aaron in the middle of the night and i'm like did you just hear that that alarm aaron and i are very connected in in a in a way that even she and i don't quite understand yet but the next morning she was like no i was asleep i didn't hear it or whatever and i'm like okay i don't know what that was but it came from the farmhouse and she was like that's weird and so later that day i realized i was like what if you're listening, because Noah didn't tell us his name until recently, right? He, we just kept calling him our friend at the farmhouse, right. right? I was like, what was that? Was that you calling me? Was that you? Like what, you know, Aaron's in Florida. She's not there. Like what, what can, what, did, what was going on? Apparently there was another group of people that were on their way to the house to trespass in the middle of the night. And he wanted somebody to know. But I guess they changed their mind and decided not to continue on and turned around and left. (laughs) And I was like, 
oh, well, okay, everything's fine then? And and he was like, yeah, everything's fine. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, whatever. Um, and I told Aaron, and I was like, yeah, somebody, I guess, in the middle of the night was, like, on the way. And so he was trying to wake everybody that could do something about it up. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, I don't, how, how would you, how would we have done that? Like, it would... Aaron, do you just call Jacqueline and be like, hey, yeah, there's a bunch of kids that are, I guess, on the way to the house. Like, do you have security that, like, is there all the time? Like, how do you guys? I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we are staffed 24-7. Are you? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. and we have a 32-camera surveillance system. So. Cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so we, um, and we get an alert, right, when people start to trespass onto the property, like, alarms start. And they oh, good. by the cameras. You are oh, okay. You leave immediately. Warning, you are under surveillance. <laughs> really? Under surveillance. Yeah. And we oh, just yeah. get a lot of people that drive and stop on the road. Like, we don't have, you know, like, so that we have to go out and yell at them that they can't park in the middle of the road. or let, Right. It, it happens all the time. Once Does in it? a while. You know, they're stupid kids. Like, no one, no one, we're not in danger. It's just a nuisance, right? Sure. Yeah. They want to say they snuck on the Conjuring House property or they yeah. they got photos of the Conjuring House. So I'm like, you know what? Pay 25 bucks and you can get the best photos ever. <laughs> Take right? all the pictures you want. Yeah. Right, exactly. And nobody's going to come yell at you about trying right, to that's sneak right. We're going to welcome you and you're going to learn some things. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. It was just, um, you know, you know a group of kids. And this was after the car accident news clip that I was like, how often is this happening that people are trying to get on that property in the middle of the night? Yeah, I mean, that happens. Luckily, that doesn't happen, that they're actually trying to get on. They might drive by at two or three in the morning, but people actually trying to get on doesn't happen that often because no, we're, able, we're able to catch them, right? That's so, good. Um, we're, yeah, we're able, yeah. And they have to climb over fencing i mean we have a gate that we yeah. shut that you can't drive into the driveway they have to jump fencing wow <laughs> okay around other people's property to get on so wow all yeah. right cool yeah, okay that. well that's good to know so listen yeah. guys don't try to do it because you're gonna get busted and also i'm gonna get a screaming guy in my head so right. don't do that um because then i gotta call aaron in the middle of the night and she's gotta call jack it's a whole thing um so just don't do it uh like she said pay 25 bucks and you can have access to the property <laughs> and, and that has happened to caretakers i remember a, a caretaker we had she was awakened in that like go look outside now right wow. like that has happened to caretakers go look mm -hmm. now you know and sure enough there's like someone skulking around or something so yeah yeah. And see, that's the thing, as, especially as a paranormal investigator, I think one of the very first things that, that Tony and Cherie and Chris and Audra taught me is that the living is actually much more dangerous to a paranormal investigator than the dead. Yes. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, that's, that's scary to think that, you know, because some of these people, they're, you know, they're so filled with such hubris, right? These like young kids that are like, I'm not scared of anything at the Conjuring house and I'm just going to, you know, nobody's going to do anything to me if I sneak onto the land kind of a situation. So it, um, but I love, I love how much security you guys have there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, we, yeah. Uh, we're staff. We have to be staffed all yeah. the time. All the time. All the time. Um, yeah. So leading into that, so now, Aaron, you've got your coffee mug, right? I do. The coffee mugs that First you guys. 1.0, I believe. 
Oh, is it? Has it been updated? Okay. So yeah. the coffee mugs you sell in the <laughs> in the gift shop read, don't fuck with us or we'll fuck with you, the spirits. Yeah, so, it, And it's true. Can you tell us a little bit about <laughs> why that phrase was warranted to be put on merch that you guys sell? Yes, because we have had a couple of instances where, and it has mostly happened on, on one happened on a tour, one with an overnight, that someone has just come in with like a real like just a bad attitude right yeah um and they've been scratched oh god yeah like we had a guy like come up to us and you could just see the scratch mark on his arm and when spirits scratch it feels like a burning sensation yes that's what i've always heard yeah and then you look and you have marks so that has happened um that has happened a couple of times. So that is what like motivated us to do that. And, and, and it is kind of true. And it's also true about us, the staff, right? Like we are super nice right. to your guests, but if, you know, <laughs> trespassers like, you're so mean. I'm like, well, you know, like this happens 20 times a day. Like, right. so book, right? So, so Everybody has a pay, a limit on their patience for sure. Yeah, don't don't you know f with us or yeah, you know, we're we're not going to respond. You know, we're not always going to respond well, and neither do the spirits, right? Or the right. spirits just you know check out and not give you anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Investigation. They'll be like, we're out of here. Yeah. You know? And I think yeah. that is that's common. Like that's that thought is common with a lot of pretty much anywhere that you might investigate. Right. Um, they don't perform on command like they choose right. to interact with you yeah um yeah. so yeah i mean good for them yeah yeah just go away just don't give them anything i like i love yeah. that i think that's right. wonderful and i think you know if you can think in your own life if you go somewhere too. with someone you don't want to deal with you just like avoid yes it. a thousand percent <laughs> yeah right exactly so they'll they'll when do I the think- same thing go yeah. ahead Aaron. This, I think with the staff and the spirits, there's a commonality in a very intense need to protect the place. Yeah. You know, and I know even only, I was only there for, you know, 18 days on the property, but you very quickly become very protective of that property and, and the spirits that reside on it. And so you're kind of working in tandem with them to protect the house and the land, which is kind of neat. You know, because yeah. you have a common ground with them from that standpoint, which then, of course, helps your relationship with the spirits as well, because you're both mm-hmm. same intention, which is important. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know what? It doesn't. It's interesting because now that I'm talking with you girls about it in the beginning, we were talking about how the the farmhouse from what like I've noticed and observed and other people have too, the farmhouse affects people in such a way that other locations that we've covered that I've been to that I've heard of doesn't do. And I just realized in talking with you guys right now, it's done the same thing to me because I've never been there. I've never anything, but now I am, like you said, Aaron, like now I'm invested in it and now I want to protect it. So I'll wake up in the middle of the night when I hear somebody like ding, 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 ding in my head being like, call the alert, alert, <laughs> wee woo, wee woo. Someone's trying to get on the property. Tell somebody. Yes. Someone push the red button. Yes. You know, I need to give you my phone number. You need to text me. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
alert alert wee woo wee woo yeah that's what i'm talking we'll be the the southern end of the country protection system from our end here seriously but now i i i do i get now i get it and i and now i'm like oh i get it like i do because i want to think about this way carrie because you're connected to andrea y'all are close Mm -hmm. and so from an energetic standpoint I think that, you know, the first night over Halloween, what makes sense to me is that he was going to the person who had the strongest ability to connect with him, which isn't me. You, you know, like your right. abilities are so beyond that he was, you were the easiest energetic connection that he could relate to yeah. between you, me and Andrew, or between me, Andrea and him and that farm. It was you because Andrea was too tired. She was in bed. Right. I was on the tail end of being too tired. But your your abilities are so so strong. So he was going to do whatever he he was going to get to somebody, right? Yeah, let somebody know, which is fascinating on its own. It is, and it's so like, yeah. it it's so like, really me? Are you sure? I don't think you're sure. Me? No. Um, everybody, yeah, you guys are all you you guys are like you're so powerful, you're so strong, and I'm like, eh, not not really, sort of. Well, maybe it, it is, is that's lines great. up with everyone. And I think that's, important it does. Too you know, it does. I think it's, you know, one of those things where you can't just hire Joe blow off the street, paranormal investigator from wherever to yeah. work that property. You have to have someone who has the right intentions for it about yeah. the spirit, about investigating or not. Cause I don't investigate either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, but the right love and your your intention has to line up with what the spirits want too, and so yeah. you know you you have to be very careful with who you know works there from that standpoint because right. you know Jacqueline's now getting all the stewards in place that have the same intention, the same ideas about how things should be, the same respect level. Yeah, and, and relationship with them. Right, any other way. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then and it goes back to the to the spirits essentially picking her to be the next owner you know they were like we like her that's i mean i think um i don't believe in coincidence i never have um i everything happens for a reason it's so it's super cliche but it's super true so the fact that that the spirits were like yeah we like her and you know (laughs) I, I think that was, you know, the, there was a, they had an affinity for you, Jacqueline. And, and so, mm-hmm. um, so far they haven't ever been wrong about a person. I don't think, I don't think they've ever been wrong about a person. Um, and like you were yeah. saying, you know, she's got these, she's putting these stewards in place. That leads me to my next question, Jacqueline. Let's talk about your team that helps you run the farmhouse. So judging by this little nut here with us tonight, it's clear that you'll just let any old riffraff work for you. (laughs) Um, So let's shine a light on what everybody brings to the experience of visiting the farmhouse. Yeah. So that's a great, that's a great question. Um, I, I have, I have a great staff. You know, Jen and Corey continue to be very involved, and I love them. And since buying it from them, they have been nothing but supportive and respectful of the direction that I'm taking. The That's experience great. And everything that, like they've just been so, they've just been so supportive. And Jen Heinzen is the kindest 
like one of the kindest people that I've ever met. So I've like, heard I that just, about her. I love having them involved. And then I'm really lucky to have Cody and Tori, right? Just I'm I'm just finding the right people that, you know, yeah. your vibe attracts your tribe, right? So, A thousand percent, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really that's really what it is. And I think that our vibe, you know, fits the tribe of the predominant spirits of the house. Yeah. Right. So it's just this, there's just a really good synergy. And because of that, I think, you know, I, I think for a long time, the spirits have been very misunderstood. And so my job as the owner is to open up for people to understand most of the spirits there that, that truly like talk to us all the time, like, like dispelling the myth, dispelling the story, like learning about the story of Abigail and John Arnold and Olive yeah. Arnold and little Henry, right? Like who's, who's in the house, getting their real stories. I think that yeah. they appreciate that. I think at the, I think discarnated souls, they want their stories to be known Yeah, and they want to tell their stories. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I feel like we're just opening up opportunities for them to just tell us their stories in the ways that they can. That's I wonderful. Think they appreciate it. I think yeah. They appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, I think well, that's also, true. Go ahead. I was going to say, too, I mean, to that end, and I say this on a lot of the shows where we discuss the farm, where so you have, you know, the right people in place, you've got a communication method, you know, Jacqueline mm-hmm. does housing rods, you know, you've got Cody and Satori, so you've got, you've got spiritualists in the place now with a different kind of energetic connection to the place. But at this stage of the game, you're giving or they're giving living history to the place like you've planted trees out there that john and abigail said exactly where they wanted them what kind of tree they wanted why they wanted them in those spots so this is so far beyond just yeah this person lived here worked here died here this is now they're involved with how things move going forward you know and to be able to feel safe enough with the people in that own, you know, with Jacqueline owning the place and the steward she's put in place to, to be able to relay that information willingly yeah. because they know that you're going to do right by their story and do your best to bring the place back as what they remember it as best as you can to honor them. Yeah. Which it's living history now. Like you don't have a lot of places that are doing that either. Yeah. And the That's one true. thing that I, I feel about, and Jen Hines and I were having this conversation, there's something very um, intelligent and intentional about the energy of the house. That's, like, I'm probably going to sound crazy, but I think I'm in a kind very of. Very good, very good company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. <laughs> there is a, there is a, there's a plan that is unfolding. Uh, some, it, types of various disclosures, I think, right? That right. are unfolding mm-hmm. through the farm that is very intelligent and intentional and making sure that it happens over certain periods of time. Because mm. I believe that the Conjuring House has has a role to play in um, getting the message out about what happens to us after death, our need to, uh, you know, to like, you know, our world is a mess, right? Like whatever can be done to help heal. I think I, I believe the conjuring house in its way is to be part of that. I agree. It feels that way. Energetically. It does feel that way. Yeah. So, um, so maybe that's, 
maybe that's part of why people do feel drawn to it because there's mm -hmm. it has a purpose there's a there's a bigger purpose going on that's that fully a good point itself. yeah that's a really good yeah. point that was actually something that i was going to say is like why is it so important for locations like yours and so many others around the world um that the history of it be continuously researched and gotten right. Like, and it's not just, well, for one, podcasts like my own, when Laura and I do research on a location, Laura always does the history of the location and she does real deep dives and she comes, finds information that are maybe, you know, in an article that wasn't, didn't get a lot of traction, but it has, it houses so much vital um, information yeah. about the place. So, certainly podcasts like mine and, and many others are in in need and sort of an important vessel to tell the true accurate history of a location so um aside from you know us why uh, in addition to just like the guests that come to the house to visit you guys and the spirits um why why else is it so important that the history be continuously researched and gotten right because like because the the truth matters because it honors right it honors right. the stories of the people that lived there for hundreds of years and generations and it's a it's it's a disservice right to perpetuate true uh and cruel to perpetuate certain myths and and false narratives about the people and things that have happened it's Right. It's respectful, like and and on the flip side, right? Like I, sometimes I get pushback from the spirits because I want I want to know more history. I got, I have 420 people in the Arnold line on ancestry. I have traced, you know, the siblings and the, like like who is the children that have lived there. I mean, I I've done a deep dive, so like I'm curious about certain people, like right Arnold's wife Adeline, like. What happened to her, right? Like so, so I will at times ask questions, and you know, I think that there are, you know, certainly secrets that they don't want to come out, right? I don't know what they are, but I no. think that at times they're also protective of their own history in terms of what they want us to know and not know. But I keep pushing for it, right? Like, yeah, and I'm just like, you know, I'm not. No one's judging. We just want to know the full history, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sure there was a lot of sadness and I'm sure there was mm. a lot of, you know, we all have strife our, and, and yeah. And 300 years, I'm sure there were, you know, argument. I'm sure that there were things that, that they're not that proud of, right? Yeah, so, yeah. To the extent that I can get that history, I do want to know it because I, I want to know I want to know the history, whether they'll give it to me or not. I don't know. But right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And, you know, um, one of my favorite memes is um, something something to the effect of um, what if a ghost is standing there listening to what we say about them and thinking that's not true. I never even said that they're not even telling it right. <laughs> like <laughs> it's one of my very favorite memes. And it's it does such a huge disservice to to them to not tell their story correctly um right. because if it were your family member 
if it were your your lineage, your ancestors, you would want their story to be told as accurately as possible, whether it was the most exciting story anybody ever heard or just, you know, real boring and uh she married at 18 she had three kids and then she she died warm in her bed at age 95 you know what i mean like they you want as as their descendants and and you would want that story to be told accurately and correctly um so i i agree with you yeah i think yeah keep keep digging um and i really want to know the uh the indigenous tribe history too because really totally the colonists for thousands of years yeah i I want those stories too because you know i don't think that that area was a there's no record of like a major king philip's war battle being fought there but you know as many everywhere else in the country there was a lot of conflicts between the colonists and oh, yeah. indigenous tribes, you know, throughout our country, right? Not just oh, right. totally. Mm-hmm. Burlville, Rhode Island. So you know that there were skirmishes. You know that there were conflicts. You know, so I would, you know, we we've tried to communicate with some of the native spirits, but at times there's just a language barrier. Sure. Like, yeah, yeah, but right. I would okay. you know their stories too, right? Yeah, all part of it. Yeah, Aaron, how about you? What do you think about? the importance of getting the history correct and different, maybe like, what are some of your like ideas of different ways that you might be able to get them to open up to us more about the history, not just at the the farmhouse, but just kind of anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I agree with Jacqueline. It's important to get it right. Um, and I think especially for the farm, I mean, I, I spent a lot of time just looking at the house itself. I mean, it's such a like a, an architectural marvel to me. <laughs> it is. You know, the way it was built. I mean, it's basically a, a self-contained fortress, right? Where, you know, the well's inside the house. You know, you've got these beautiful boards, the floors. Like, you want to know yeah. the history from the standpoint of why did they, like, for me, it's why did they build it that way? Yeah. Right. What was going yeah. on where they felt they needed to build it that way? And of course, we know about the skirmishes. I mean, geez, the Massachusetts border, you can almost sneeze and reach it. from the right. far <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, but it's these are people that built these this unbelievable structure. Almost 300 years ago, and it's still standing. Yeah. You know, I mean, you've got these huge slabs of limestone or granite, you know, for the foundation. Where did it come from? How did they get it there? Yeah. And I know, like for us with our as we called our friend, it was more, we wanted to know his name so that we could address him properly. Yeah. You know, because if you've got someone talking to you, I know for me, and and, and I know some of this is the Southern side of me, but it's, you know, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Because you want to make sure you're addressing them right. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like for them, they have to establish a level of trust with the humans. um, And, that takes time too, you yeah. know. We know who he is now. We know the name now, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but the history of a place like that is so important because it's lasted for so long. Yeah. And you've battles. You know, you've had wars. You've had you know all these different time periods. It's important to know what, like Jacqueline said, what these people went through. Yeah. You know, yeah. sadness, happiness. You know, successful harvest, terrible harvest, flood, famine. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things that right must have happened there. 
And the more yeah. we're able to tell the record correctly and, and put the record straight, I think people's experience when they go to the farm is even better. Because I think what the farm, especially the way it's being run, is a lot of people come for the movie. But I think when they leave, you have now got people who are not only like fans of, of the story of the, the history of the house itself as they know it, yeah. but also what the parents actually went through when they were living there. So it brings it closer to your heart, I think, when you get the real stuff. Right. And I think that's part of why it's important, because the more we're able to assign to the people that live there and all the work that they did, yeah. the more passion we can portray in their story for them so that they know that we're still talking about them and the work that they did. Yeah. That's the yeah. longest way around that answer ever. But there it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and it's just like when he was telling me that night, they're not treating it like a home. This is home. This is not a science experiment. This is home. This is family's home. And yeah. so upset about just the disrespect and the 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 goading and the um the yeah. um the prop like um provoking of the spirits yeah. that this one yeah. individual whoever it was was doing and um so I think um I, I think that the spirits are right. I think that they they know that they're in good hands um, with you, Jacqueline, and with your your you know little merry band of misfits like Ms. Erin. <laughs> and <laughs> um, I do want to ask you: Has there yeah. ever been a time um, or an experience that you've had at the farmhouse since you took ownership of it? With a, any like situation with the spirits um, that stands out to you above all others, whether it was good or bad, is there like a moment that you've had with them that just really like you just can recall immediately is like the standout moment? I mean, probably like the most profound things that have happened have been the conversations that I've been able, been able to have through Cody and Satori. Uh, oh, yeah. But outside of that, I mean, certainly just... a. It was a, mor a morning after we had had a Christmas party, and Abigail Arnold wanted me to cook pheasant. So I cooked <laughs> cooked pheasant for our Christmas dinner. Oh my God! And we we actually had a table set. We had two place settings set for Abigail and John Arnold at the table with us for our staff party. Right. God. So the next morning, I'm up and I'm cleaning, and I just hear a voice say, "Hello, hello," and it was Abigail greeting me that morning right so that was like very very sweet when i heard that is very perfect. special right so that really stood out for me because i know how much they appreciated being included you know in that dinner and yeah i mean i have her biscuit recipe i have her bread recipe i mean it's wow that is I'm telling you what, there is not, um, that we hear about anyway, there is not a lot of locations <laughs> that we we hear that that folks are trying that hard, you know, to really get to know what life was like. Like, getting a recipe? <laughs> Come on now. You know what I mean? Like, that, there's just that, that just seems like something that's not done. You know what I mean? Um, what was funny about this biscuit recipe is that there was an ingredient called pearl ash, Right, we're like pearl ash. <laughs> what the heck? I mean, it's right. now it would be considered a carcinogen, right? Like no oh, eating. <laughs> wow. But basically, it was like baking soda. And then when she gave us the bread recipe, it called for a half a pack, a half 
peck of flour. Uh, like, what's what's a? I mean, a peck what, is a measurement of dry goods. I had to Google it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but a half peck was like twelve cups of flour. I'm like, how many loaves of bread? Whoa. <laughs> I haven't tried her bread, but it's just funny. It's still, like the language, right? Like, sure. Yeah. How things yeah, have kind of know, evolved. Pour in warm milk. Like, how much, Abigail? I don't know. You just pour in warm milk. Measure it with your heart. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's so well, funny. Like, but... don't, they Go don't ahead, say good night. What do they say? Blessed night? Yes. Blessed, yeah. Like, Blessed just, night. The, the way they say things is different, which is interesting. I love it. I love it. You know, my grandmother always used to sing to me, um, I love you a bushel and a peck and a hug yeah, around the neck. The neck. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay. You know, and I had no idea. Like I knew what a bushel was, but a peck right. I was, I thought like peck kiss on the cheek, like whatever. But now I know that was a unit of measurement. Like a dry good. Yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. I love God. This is so fun. This is just so fun. Um, so <laughs> Oh my gosh. Let's let's talk a little tiny bit about pets at the farmhouse. So I know that Erin brought uh, her dog, Bernie, a.k.a. Mr. Beantacular, um, up there when she was there in July. Um, and then I believe she had mentioned that on occasion, maybe you brought your dog as well. What's the experience like for animals on the property? Uh, so, yeah. So I have a dog and two cats that I bring there. Mm. Um and I mean, my dog just has general PTSD, so I kind of can't tell for her. <laughs> okay. Whether she's reacting to the energy of the house or whether she's just reacting to sure. guests and stuff. But I think I've gotten a better gauge from the cats. Okay. Um, at times, they have definitely reacted. There really? is a ghost cat in the house. Oh, is there really? Yes, rubbing. <laughs> and according to Abigail, it's uh, like a Maine Coon. Oh, okay. Oh. Maine Coon, and it belonged to uh, the Butterworths. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so she told awesome. us that. She told us whose cat it belonged to. So it's still around. And so I know that my I've seen, I have a gray cat. I've definitely seen him, like, stop and react and puff up. And oh, wow. um, at times my other cat, which will be upstairs, and then just suddenly she'll just come hauling downstairs. Oh, God. Off, like just running downstairs. I don't know if someone's trying to play with her. I don't know if some what's scaring her, but like she just did that the other day. So they've definitely reacted at times. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. But but generally, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Again, with my dog, like I said, I can't really tell. It's hard to get a read on. Yeah. Well, it's 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 known that animals are a little bit more in tune with that than than humans yeah. are. Even if we're a psychic medium or whatever, animals just sort of pick that up faster than we do. How was Bernie when yeah. Bernie did have? He was he. There was a little girl that was fascinated with him. A little girl spirit there. I have but, to step away for one sec. I'll be right back. Sure, not a problem. I can hear you. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so what was Bernie's experience like when you were there? Bernie Bernie had a hard time. Uh, but I think for Bernie, Bernie is very much sense of some things. And, you know, our house is one thing where we have, you know, kind of the same set of spirits. Energy, yeah. Uh, but then Bernie's routine is always the same every day. And yeah. it's usually just me and him, you know, because Justin's on the road. 
So when you take them onto a place like the farm, it's like all of the things all at once, all the time. That is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he, it was funny because I, I would do uh, pendulum work sometimes because I was sitting in the camper one day and, and I was getting, and it was like this big bang, like, hello, we have something to say to you. It's like, I my pendulum and took that out. And I think it was Abigail and she spelled out, everyone wants to help Bernie. Oh my God. So crying to help Aww. Bernie. Um, but I think for him, it was, it's just a lot. And it's, you know, of course yeah. uh, there's, you know, there's people on and off the property. There's, you know, there's uh, all the great construction guys there. So I think he was just generally overwhelmed, but he definitely would pick up on things. Like I would toss his toys in this, this killer vintage camper. You can't even call it a camper. It's more like a It is so home. cool, right? Yeah, I'm like, so cool. I would totally camp in that. <laughs> That's amazing. At home, we throw his toys up and down the hallway here. And normally, no problem at the farm, but there were some days where he was just like, mm -mm. nope. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was in yeah. the camper. It was this little girl that was just fascinated by him. I don't know what, like, I don't know why. I don't know. No, Maybe she never saw a dog. Or... And Do you know her name? I don't know. Little little girl. She had blonde, little like stringy blonde hair with a little blue bow tie in it, um, and she was just really fascinated by Bernie. Aww. And he didn't want anything to do with her. Huh. But she didn't give up. She didn't. She was always just. She just. She kept trying. But Aww. Bernie was just. Yeah. But I mean, I guess if like, you know, his routine was that significantly disrupted i could see that he would just yeah. like want to shut down yeah that is a very touching a story though going back um i'd oh, also cool. do some things differently for him but you know i yeah. think you know like madison's dogs she's german shepherds i don't think they have any issues but i know grim her he's not even quite a year he was always kind of brought up there oh yeah. well yeah. yeah probably yeah I did have one thing happen with Dottie once. Actually, this was recent. I had tethered her out, out in the backyard, and we have a screened-in porch with a door. And and I was, I had gone to the store or something, so I wasn't even there. But a guest alerted us that when they were walking up the path, that Dottie was barking, and suddenly she stopped barking. She turned around and looked. She walked over to the steps and was like looking up at the screen door like something and when you go to the film you see the door like move like it and she turns and shuts up and goes to check it out so i'm thinking what was did like john tell her to shut up or something <laughs> <laughs> the spirits try to get her to stop barking but you can see the door move whoa i remember cool. when that happened i'll yeah, tell you what Aaron, that's yeah. right. Send yeah. send them down here because somebody needs to tell my dogs to shut up and that they'll listen to because they ain't listening to me. <laughs> They're like they just love to hear the sound of their own voice. <laughs> so send them on down. I mean, hey. With Noah, when he when he shows up here in Florida, he never has a hat on. But when he shows up, when we see him at the farm, he very much has a hat. Bernie doesn't do hats. Huh. That's so interesting. That he always shows up to me in a hat too. Always in a I hat. Not, I have not. I've seen him in a hat only at the farm, but he, when he shows up here at the condo, no hat. Is he still coming with his wife, Anne? I don't know. Aaron? 
Aaron, can you he hear me? has not. Oh. He uh, when I got back from the drive, he uh, they both showed up about 20 minutes after I got home. It was unlike Halloween when I opened the door from the airport and Noah was standing in the laundry room. Um, <laughs> and then Justin came in town and they have not really been back since. They popped in a little bit earlier and that's been about it. So not nearly as often. Okay, That's interesting. I don't ever, he doesn't ever really come to my house. He doesn't need to. Like I can communicate with him when he's at the farmhouse. So like right now, I see him, he's watching all of this with us, but yeah. from the farmhouse, he's not ever, he never comes to like, rarely comes to my house. Yeah, it's always. And I know Jacqueline probably thought I was nuts because I kept saying like, this guy is at my house from the farm. Like I know, you know, I started to think I was crazy. So to kind of, <laughs> yeah, you know, be able to figure out the mystery <laughs> yeah. um, was good. But you know, he doesn't show up in a hat here, um, but he shows up at the, at the farm. And so Bernie just was like, oh my God, hat. Danger, danger. So, I don't know. Hat, danger. Wee woo, wee woo. <laughs> hat. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, question um, along these lines. Can guests um, bring their pets if they want to go gamping, or do you allow any guests to bring no, animals? No, okay. Unless they're service. I mean, you know, service animals and support animals and stuff, if, you know, people have those what you know those types of dogs but no but general pets no we don't know okay no. okay yeah. all right be a liability issue for us i would imagine i would imagine yeah. yeah okay so um wow all right well we're getting to the end of all my questions um jacqueline and also aaron after she answers the same question to you but ladies what is the one thing the most important thing to you that you want people to know about this house? That this house gives you, us, an opportunity to learn about and engage with people that have passed on. And it can be a great, it can be a great comfort, right? Mm -hmm. To like realize that you can communicate yeah. um, with people, souls that, that are deceased. I guess the other thing that, you know, the Conjure House, it's not evil, it's not full of demons. It's actually a very <laughs> loving, can be a very loving and peaceful place if you come with the right intentions. And that's the key. That's the key. Okay. Absolutely All right, cool. Key. Aaron, how about you? I would echo the same. I would say the same thing. Um, and I think with the right intention and you just to learn um, and to let them take the lead and you just get to to watch the magic happen and i think intention is really the biggest part of it coming in respectfully coming in um kindly because there are so many layers or so many stories that this place still has to tell and we're getting yeah. to the point where they're starting to come out yeah you know we're getting more of that information and it's just such an i had always i never thought i'd actually ever get to go to that house right, right. and i Same. remember saying <laughs> when i first met andrea like i just I don't investigate. I said, I just want to stand in the presence of that kind of energetic power. So I know for, you know, people that are energy workers, you know, sensitives, those of us who are kind of tapped in, it is an amazing opportunity to expand those connections and to mm -hmm. learn just as much about yourself as you do about them. If you allow yourself to take the student uh, perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yes, learn, just be there to learn. You're not teaching any of these people anything new. Like we need to learn from them. Bingo. Like it's just, it is uh, intent and intention is everything. And that it's whether intention is everything when, whether we're interacting with each other on this show, uh, people in the stores that we meet, it's not just spirits. Like your intention precedes you um and pretty much everybody can pick up on that like if you you know there's a like resting bitch face is kind of a thing but there is also like that emotional energy you put behind the looks that you are on your face so intention is very much everything in every aspect of our lives i believe um and so 100 percent yeah yeah so certainly um with uh all things paranormal metaphysical um and and all of that because um you can't get much by the spirits you can't get no you can't get anything past (laughs) anywhere you go for me it was really important when they read your mind yes (laughs) yes I don't think that's something you ever get used to because then you're kind of like you know we were having a funny conversation about something when i first got up there and and it was like well, no i didn't do that because abigail would rat me out like you can't you know they, they got an eye on you you know they want to make sure you're doing things right and, you yes know, you, uh, I'm, i've made a really yeah big effort to talk to them a lot before i went up there you just did, so yeah. They knew why I was coming, what I wanted, you know, what my intention was. I even told them like what crystals I was bringing and why. Like that's how far down I was. <laughs> you know, because that's I figure, great. you know, the more I let them know, they know what to expect when I get onto the property. And yeah. you know, yeah, can't hurt. No, it can't. It can't hurt at all. And it's important that you do that if you are going with the, you know. Um, e- especially for paranormal investigators, it's, it's important that you just kind of set that, like, this is why I'm here. I I want, you know, thank you for they, this is where they live. This is like Noah's constantly insisting on that you treat it as a home because it is their home. Um, Yes. And it's so important. Yeah. It's so important that as investigators, we, announce our intentions and like this is what we want teach us show us we want to we want to know your story we're not here to you know upset you or you know anything like that um if that's genuinely your intention like Jacqueline like you said they know already what your intention is before you even say what it is they already know so you can't get anything past them um no so I love it. This has been so, so, so much fun. Um, so Jacqueline, my final question for you is um, tell us what is coming up for the farmhouse. What events do you have on the books uh, for the rest of the year? Things, events yeah. that are going on at the farmhouse. Yeah. So I'm in the process of finalizing what will be our Halloween weekend. Andrea's coming back up. She's also coming up for the, uh, we have a Paracon, Ocean State Paracon coming up and September. That's soon too. That's yeah. like in two weeks. Yeah, Wait, that's the yeah. ten year anniversary. So that's coming up in early September, and then the Halloween thing um, 
and then uh, we'll be gearing up for 2024. Still overnights. We have New Year's Eve celebration. Monique Too Soon, a drag queen, will be hosting New Year's Eve. Oh, God. Uh, that would be so freaking cool. Oh, my God. New Year's Eve, too. It was a blast. It was a blast. So she's coming in to host New Year's Eve again. And God, so that'll be a lot of fun. So, yeah. Perfect. That'll be yeah. so cool. Now, um, I think I saw on the website the the camping portion of it. You only do in the summer months, right? Yeah. So I think our last camping date is the middle of October. Then we'll shut it down. So okay. we're only, it's going to be seasonal, May sure. through October. Coming okay. Up. Okay. Now, is the house to be able to visit the house? Are you guys, some locations are seasonal where like they close during the winter, especially like if they're in like high, you know, I think Trans-Allegheny closes and until like March because of just yeah, snow no, and no, we'll be, no, we're, okay. we're open. I mean, we'll slow, you know, slow start in January. Um, but of course, most of our offerings happen late spring through the summer, but no, we're open for overnights, investigations, tours. We're open. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that is all. We have to get you up here, Carrie. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is definitely. um, We, Laura and I, actually, the podcast was going to be a vendor at Ocean State Paracon this year. But um, Laura and I, we had jobs in residential mortgage. And so we were both laid off last October. And so it has been really hard for her and I to find like permanent full-time work. So she was like, I can't fly back there for this. And I was like, yeah, you know, the drive up. And so we ended up, um, canceling, um, with Ken, um, just some of the, the Paracons that we were going to be at this year. We're hoping to bring that all back in 2024, but, um, you know how it goes. It's just, you know, I hope so. Yeah, so you, if you get us both up there, you're never going to get either of us out of that camper. Just <laughs> forewarning. No. We're just going to live in it forever. Probably, yeah, probably not. Probably not. Although I do have to say, I, I'm more energetically, I'm more drawn to the land than the actual house. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was looking at like the different locations where people can have their tents. Cause you guys have chosen strategic areas on the property to have the tents, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, and there's one, Erin, didn't you say that's like the furthest back into yeah. she's like, I would never. And I'm like, I totally want to go there. I'm like, that's where I'm going to be. Um, no, I had one, one rule. Um, I, <laughs> We had one group one night, group of girls that walking me at like 1.30 in the morning. And they're like, so we think we're lost. And I'm oh. like, okay, well, where are you? They're, they're like, we're over the bridge. And I'm like, I'm going to be walkie talking the director of operations because I'm not going back there by myself. <laughs> wow, that's a real shame for you guys. <laughs> but yeah, the, those um, some of those campers are braver even than I would be. And I slept yeah. out there for six nights in a row. Um, I know, I was so because- proud of you. I know she did a great job. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had some, I had some spirit support, as we know. I had, I had a moment of panic the first night during this. You know, Corey's like, "I'm going back to the house now," and I'm like, "What? Wait, don't leave me here." Um, and I had a moment of panic. You know, it was like my third night there, and and all of a sudden the tent started lighting up orange inside. And I'm checking, you know, the the generator, like looking for. There's no orange lights in the, in anywhere, and it's very much followed by a female feeling like you're fine, 
you're not by yourself. You're here with us. We got you. And it happened until I was really comfortable, which is probably like the third night. And then it finally stopped. And then we were like, all right, she's got to figure it out. She's good now. She doesn't need a babysitter anymore. We can leave her alone. <laughs> That's cute. I love that. I am excited. Yeah, I'm excited to get up there. I can't. Well, we are so grateful. We are so grateful um, that we know you're super busy. You guys have a lot going on. Um, but we do want to let you know. Now, Aaron, are you ready to go with your uh, lightning round? Do you have your questions? Oh, I can. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know I was reading them. Hold on. Let me get them back up. I do have them. Yes. Do you have them? We do a lightning round. Okay. Uh, so Jacqueline, we yep. do a lightning round here on history of a haunting. It's called get to know our guests. Okay. And, um, so we ask you 10 lightning round questions. Um, there are only two rules. The first rule is you have to, um, answer as quickly as possible. Don't think about it. The second rule is you don't have to defend or explain your answer. Your answer is your answer. We totally accept that. And quite honestly, we don't want you to defend or explain your answer. So word answers you're looking for. Um, yes, yes. Aaron, Aaron wrote the questions. Like the first thing that comes to my head. Yeah. We'll give you the options. Yeah. You've got options to pick from. You're going to have options. Like you don't. Yeah. You can pick one or two things. Yeah. It'll be like salt or pepper kind of a thing. My internet's really yeah. Okay. And my internet's okay. been really glitchy, so I apologize in advance if like I get too fast or whatever because my our, we're having anyway internet issues. But okay, okay. Right. lightning round. All Are right, ready? ready to go. And whoa, you have one question that's an open-ended question. Otherwise, right. you get two choices. So all right, the end. Yeah, we have one open-ended question at the end. Okay. <laughs> all right, we ready? We're ready. All right. Fire away. <sighs> Miss Blackland's in the hot seat. All right. Favorite spirit communication method, dousing rods or Cody and Satori? Oh. Cody and Satori. <laughs> All right. City or country living? City living. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I live in the city. Prefer- Go ahead. <laughs> in the house. What? <laughs> what was that? All right, preferred spot at the farm, in the house or on the grounds? House. I don't know, both. All right. <laughs> That's fine. All right, okay, go. this is a good one. Cheesecake or Rice Krispie treats? Cheesecake. <laughs> All right, <laughs> toughest thing to navigate at the farm, trespassers or in- misinformation about its history? Oh. Misinformation. <laughs> like it. This one's going to be tough. Cats or dogs? Both. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, if you I had to choose, choose, I would choose cats. Cats? Okay. <laughs> because who doesn't love your two kitties? They're the cutest. Yeah. Huey and Oliver, the best. Okay. Locked in a creepy cellar or a creepy attic? You had to choose creepy cellar, creepy attic. Which meaning which I'd rather? Yeah. Yep. Creepy attic. I'd have to agree. I would have chosen the same. Yeah. <laughs> um, favorite way for a spirit to make its presence known disembodied voice or visual apparition? 
Well, I've only experienced disembodied voice. I would love to see a full body apparition. I just never have. It's rare. It's really rare. It's really rare. <laughs> All right. Pears or apples? Apples. And then this is your open-ended question. What's your absolute favorite paranormal podcast? <laughs> History of a haunting. <laughs> she wins. You, we don't have any prizes. The lightning round. Yeah, we don't have prizes or anything. You just win. Yay! <laughs> that, was that was cute, Aaron. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Yes, Aaron, awesome questions. Awesome. Thank you very much. Okay. Laura is generally because the one that Jackson. does that one, so. Because mm -hmm. of Jacqueline, I have eaten no less than like 55 Rice Krispie treats since I got back from camp the farm because I had not <laughs> eaten Rice Krispie treats in forever until movie night, and now I can't stop eating them. Listen, well, I eat the best. those fruit things now because of you. <laughs> <laughs> So we've traded, we've cool. traded food addictions. I love it. Cool. Bad habits are being shared. Love it. <laughs> All right, ladies. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate Thanks, it. Jacqueline. We had the best time. Guys, check out their website, theconjuringhouse.com. Book your event today and uh, don't listen to all the crazy psycho hype about it. Go and experience The Conjuring House for yourself. So exactly. bye everybody. Thank you so much, Aaron. Love you. Thank you so much for guest hosting as always. And uh, Jacqueline, yes, wonderful to meet you. Have the best, best night. All right. Good night. Thank Good you. Good night. Bye guys. <laughs>